This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Today's Vad has been dedicated Latzlaha for the Rushen Shad family and all the extended family here in Yeshiva has a bunch of brother-in-laws here, the Azarfars. Okay, in the zechut of the limud haTorah, in the zechut of the tzedakah, it should be zoichet atzlocha, Rabbi b'chol maaseyadav, Amen. Okay, so even though we're in the Igeris Habmosu, but I want to share a different thought today. I was yesterday in the city, and I was a little early for a fundraising appointment, and uh, there was an orchis tzaddikim on the table. So that was the only safe. I opened it up, came out to a shar called Shar Hadaiga, worry, which in today's modern society we would call that anxiety. Okay? So I was reading from it, and I had a thought that I want to share with you because it's on my head, and I think it's very yesodistic. And Bez Hashem Siyad Deshmaya will expound on it later by the Shmuz, connecting it to the Parsha as well. Okay? But let's first get to Yesod. So in the beginning of the Shar of Daiger, of anxiety, of worries, stress, and the... Uh, pain and suffering that comes along with it. The Archa Sadiqim <clears throat> goes into detail how it is the most dangerous thing for a human being. It destroys the body, it destroys the heart, destroys the person, anxiety and worries and stress. Those are things that destroy people. They hurt people tremendously. And he says, he brings to Psukim how worries and anxieties um, they reflect on a person's face. You could see it on his face. Which means, in other words, the way I understand it, is that the face is a punim. Punim means panemius. It means it basically hijacks the human being, you know, to the point where it's projected on his face. Meaning that's his whole panemius is full with daiga, with worry, with stress and anxiety. Okay? That's what he starts off with. Then he continues, and he says that, but do not think that worry, daiga, is a bad thing per se. When it comes to spirituality, a person has to have worries. He has to worry maybe he didn't learn enough, or do avoid the Hashem enough. Or if he gets COVID, maybe he should worry that perhaps he's eating off his Olam Habo. He goes on to a whole long string of different worries associated with service of Hashem. Okay? Good. So originally he talks about being worried about this world, materialism, stuff like that. He says it's very dangerous. He says you'll never see a great person suffer from this. And he says, because if a person has a maimon in Hashem, he won't suffer from this. But, worry, daiga, tsar, from the daiga that comes for spirituality, that's good. Goes into tshuva, etc. So I was thinking about this. Why is the worry, the anxiety, that comes regarding materialism so dangerous? 
But yet you tell me that you could have daigas and you should have daigas and you must have daigas and worries when it comes to spirituality. So how come it's not dangerous when you try that? Okay? And to add a little bit to the question, I do see, experience has showed me, that uh, people that have daigas and avaydas Hashem sometimes are also very unhealthy because of the daigas and avaydas Hashem. Okay? They stress out, and they worry, and they're trying to achieve certain things, and they get really busted up from their worries. So it doesn't seem to be so healthy there either sometimes. Okay? Let's try to open up the subject and understand a little oimek over here. Say there. Joey, you're listening. Let's try to get some oimek here. So the point's like this. The main yesoid in materialism is that a person wants bottom line. Milui haratzon. He wants to fill his will. He wants money, he wants this, he wants that, he wants menuchas he wants whatever he wants, you know. So his focus is on what? Milui haratzon, what he wants. Okay? Now, let's try to understand that. Milui haratzon means that life can only be a certain way. It's a deep point. I want you to understand. I'm going to expound on it later. I probably have to go to the city again today, but we'll try to get in the shmooz, okay? So the point is that milui um, harotzen means that I can, I can only visualize life being happy and good and geschmack when I see it a certain way, in a certain bottom line way. And being that I, I, I need to see, I need to have that. My quality of life is dependent on that. Okay? And nothing but that. And I cannot imagine life any other way. Like we spoke a little bit yesterday in the Igeris Musa, where I created a tzior, a picture in my mind as to what happiness in my life is going to look like. So therefore... I'm stuck in that, and I need the bottom line. The problem is that the world is a resistance to what I want. There's a lot of competition, there's a lot of difficulties, life is unpredictable, there's lack of control, we can't do everything we want, right? So I run into a bunch of brick walls, okay? Got it? So the world of Mili Harotzen is basically I'm stuck in a position that I don't see a strategy and a mahalach how to get there to what I want. I don't see that all the time. So people that have daiga or anxiety or worries and stress over things, is they're actually pretty smart people who see the challenges that stand in the way of success. You understand? Which ultimately shakes their confidence and they realize that it's not so simple to get what you want. But at the same time, they cannot fathom living another way. Because that's the Mila Harotzen. Mila Harotzen says, I want that. I'm fixated on that. So being that that's the case, the worry is unproductive. It's actually destructive. It destroys the person. It breaks him up. Physically, mentally, emotionally spiritually, 
as he writes over there in Archa Sadiqim. You understand? And it takes, it hijacks the human being. His whole mind and his emotions, it hijacks him to the point where you could see it on his face, which we said before, your face is like a projector. So a person who is whole panemius is hijacked, hijacked it, I don't know how to say it in English exactly, is, uh, it reflects on his face, because the face of the human being shows you what's going on inside. Got it? However, a person who has a muna, okay, could have daiga. But this is the reason why he can, and why it's not dangerous, and why it's actually productive. The Yisoyed of Emuna. Okay, you got to get this clear. Saida, get this clear. The Yisoyed of Emuna is we're not trying to develop a certain picture in our mind of a destination of what life has to be in order to be happy. I don't have to be rich to be happy. I don't have to be healthy to be happy. I don't have to be anything. I don't have to be anything to be happy. I can be happy in every circumstances. Why is that? Because life is about doing. It's not about being. It's about doing. Being, working efficiently, productively. Right? Because what's the side of Emunah Betochen? Is that we place Avodah Hashem in the center of our lives. And every circumstance in life is the perfect platform to grow. So if a person would say, I can only be successful in Avodah Hashem if I am a Rosh Hashiva, or I am rich, and then I can support people. If I depend my Avodah Hashem on a destination, I'm not different than a guy who's worried about being rich because he needs this, the, the happy quality of life. Same thing. You can have people that have a distorted vision of Avedis Hashem and their worries are also dangerous for them. I have to finish Shas. I have to become this. I have to be that. I have to be there. If I don't have that, I don't have a real Avedis Hashem. If my wife is not feeling well, my kids aren't feeling well, then I have to be home and babysitting. I have to be in Beit Medrash to stag. I can't. It's impossible any other matzim that I created in my mind. I need that. That's called Milo Harotzim. It's like Gaur from Taiva. It's not different than Taiva. Because I'm fixated on a result. That's what I want. I want a bottom line. And I have a certain picture in my mind that that's what I want. So therefore... I cannot truly comprehend that I could be happy in any other circumstance. Impossible. So therefore you could have even a person who's supposedly looking for Avodah Hashem, right? So I can't serve Hashem if I'm not married, right? Can't. Impossible. That's the feeling. No. This Hashem has a billion mahalchim for service. A billion. And this matzah for service is perfect right now, right where you are. That's called Samech Bechalkar. So where does worry come in? When I, come, when I have a worry, okay, that maybe I'm not serving Hashem properly, or maybe I'm uh, falling to my Yetzirah too much, right? What that creates for me 
is a mahalach of avayda, to help me work more efficiently. So if I take a worry and I make something productive out of it, and I come up with a mahalach and avoida from the worry, then I don't break from worry. It actually helps me get places in life, right? Because then, let's say you're getting covered. Ah, covered. So we know covered can go to the head. You can start actually believing it, and then you become complacent in your work of avoidus Hashem because you say, you know what? Everybody in this building said, Harari, you're such a tzaddik, and you're such a lamdin, and you're such a tamachachim. So now you can go on a long vacation for the rest of your life. Right? That's a dangerous thing. So the worry that it's getting to your head and you're becoming complacent in Avaidah, will help you find a mahalach to work more efficiently, to grow even in this circumstance. That the circumstance shouldn't hold you back. That's the worry. So therefore, worry is productive when it develops for you a path of Avaidah. Sometimes you have people that have been talking, but they still have worries. So what do they do? They say, ah, I must have to have more betachin. I must not have enough betachin. Why? They had betachin, they're going to make money. It didn't come, you know? So they say, I have to have more betachin, I'm going to make money. And then more betachin, but then they're getting stressed out. The betachin is supposed to make you calm, not supposed to stress you out. Again, same problem. I can only envision being happy and even serving Hashem with money. I can, that's the only picture of my mind. If I don't have that, I can't do it. So I created a certain destination that I need to be at in order to be happy. And then I throw the betochen card. That's not betochen. Because sometimes Hashem has a different mahalach for you. His mahalach is something else. Okay, I'm not giving a betachon shmuz now how to work that out. But I'm just trying to say a point. You can have a guy, it's not just materialism and, and avoida. It's like how your brain thinks. You follow? So the point is, just in general, the way materialism works, in the way the world of chush works, the, the tangible world, the way the tangible world works in general is that we are looking for something tangible. And it uses uh, tziurim in our brain, you know, the pictures in, in our mind that, that, that this is the place of comfortability that I'm trying to get. Being that that's the case means I become unflexible to work a different way. When I'm unflexible to work a different way, and that's what my quality of life is dependent on that thing, that worry kills a person. Because that worry, you, there's no way out. There's no way to guarantee you're going to get that. There's so much resistance along the way, and even betachen won't help you. Because that's not necessarily the path that Hashem wants you to go on. So therefore, it's not going to happen. He didn't sign a contract that he'll do whatever you decided is best for your quality of life. That doesn't say that anywhere. So that, that's not going to do nothing for you. So that's going to be stress, anxiety, and a total breakdown. However, Avoidus Hashem, a true understanding of Avoidus Hashem, which is by definition not a tangible thing. It doesn't have tangible uh, uh, thing. It's a work that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to work on. It's more subtle things, deeper things. 
So then we understand that it doesn't require necessarily a certain tangible thing. Of course, the person as a person always has to look for the best spiritual environment for himself, of course. However, he's not dependent on that. It's all schmooze, Rabbi Ruchum. Not dependent. He could steig without his parents, and he could steig without his yeshiva, and he could steig without his talmidim, and he could steig and base love on two. And that's where he became the greatest person in the world. Tita and Emes Yaakov he got over there. He didn't get in his father's house. So Hashem has his other plans how to develop you. That means you're automatically flexible for different things. Automatic. You're flexible. It could be this, it could be that. Obviously for yourself, you have to always try to find the ideal. But Hashem turns things sometimes. And therefore you're flexible to work whatever derech He wants to give you. Because the point is, you're looking more for the, for the work itself. To working more efficiently. So then the daiga helps you work more efficiently, for sure. It's a clee. It's a certain tool that you use to help you work more efficiently. Am I using my potential? Right? So some guys are smart, and they catch on to everything quick. And they can come an hour late to say there, and they're still holding. They can miss a day, and they're still holding in the chair. They're smart enough, they can do that. But they have to worry that when they get to Shemayim, HaKadosh Baruch is going to say, if I gave you more uh, capabilities, that means I expect more from you. So I have to worry that maybe I'm not reaching my potential. And if I'm not reaching my potential, then I have a bigger bill, right? So that worry is going to do what for me? It's going to help me try to find a path to work more efficiently to reach my potential more. Maybe I'll start to say Chaburas. Maybe I'll write Sikum on the Sugya. Maybe I'll talk to better guys in learning and then I'll realize that I'm not as well-versed in the Sugya. I'm just better than the guy who's sitting next to me who barely understands, you know, he understands very basic. But if I start talking to the Rosh Chaburis in learning and then I say, aha, it's much deeper than I thought. Okay, so that worry brought me to work more efficiently. But then you have guys that in Avodah Hashem, they go to Avodah Hashem like a tangible thing. I have to look like this. I have to know that. And if I don't have that tangible picture met in my brain, then I can't work otherwise. I can't, I can't succeed otherwise. And then Hashem says, I'm sorry. I know that you thought... And the only way you could be so steiging in life is if you're going to be a zok and you should be a shiva with Talmidim sitting around you. I, 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 I hear that that's what you thought. But I have a different plan for you, you know. You have to steig a different way. Now you don't have parnasa and you have to go to work and now you have to steig when you work too. But steiging when you go to work, what? That was like a failure. Plan B. You know, for the Hazit guys who didn't make it, you know. But I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. No, I have to be flexible to work in the way that Hashem wants me to strike. That's how He wants me to strike. That's the platform by which He wants me to grow. I have to work with that. Of course, a person has to look on his own side to do the best to grow the best way possible and in the best environment possible, for sure. That's what we have to do. That's part of using your seichel. 
to try to grow the best way possible. But at the same time, you're flexible to work the way that Hashem wants you to work. If you're flexible to work the way Hashem wants you to work, then you could be happy in all situations. I daiga, what's daiga? Daiga always just means I don't become complacent. I don't become satisfied. I look to do better, but a better means more efficient work. Doesn't mean to reach a destination. It's more efficient work. As opposed to the world of Milu Ataiva. Milu Ataiva is always destination. In the materialistic world, it's always tangible. I cannot imagine the quality of life, what it will look like if I don't have money. I just can't, I, 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 I won't be able to live. I'll push and commit suicide, you know? And I'm not willing to let go of that. I must have the money, you know? And then and all the things are playing in my brain. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna, not gonna have my status and community. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be a nobody. I'm a failure. Da, da, da. I start to get fears, fears of losing that tangible place. And then I realized that it's not really in my hand 100%. You know, I could try my best to sell to Walmart, but Love Dafka, they want to sell to me. You know, it's, it's, it has to go two ways, you know. And then I realized a lot of there's other competition and other things going on. This is it's difficult, can't always reach it. Then I get stuck in a place called anxiety, stress, worry, and that destroys the human being. That's the only one that I wanted to share with you today. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.